Matt James, here we are at Silverstone. Last time we chatted at Silverstone was media day and we looked at who was going to do what and who the heroes were going to be and who the potential zeros were. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what we said. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I said anything that's proven to be so far untrue. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. Um, we've had FP1 uh, this morning here at Silverstone in, I guess, you know, quite humid conditions, although a little bit of water in the air is no bad for the for the cooler on the turbo and things, is it? And, the, you know, the intercooler. So thoughts this morning on, on what's gone um, Chris Smiley was running um, pretty hot by the looks of it Rory Butcher just found it uh, just found that extra little bit to, to take pole I know FP1 nobody puts any store by it do they no exactly and if you look Colin Turkington third in the championship is way down way down in the, in the 20s um, it's just a session for everyone to bed in things that they need to bed in maybe do some longer race runs if they want to but I think what is interesting you mentioned Chris Smiley being near the front Rory Butcher as well we've got a few guys up there that aren't carrying any success ballast yeah. into this weekend and when you know it you know we're getting towards the business end of the season now all points matter and these are the guys that could have a real impact on how the championship picture is going to look at the end of this weekend because if they can stay at the front with less weight in their cars they're going to be taking away points from the big guys it's going to be interesting to see them in the mix were you surprised at how um i'll choose my words carefully how robust the racing was at croft given that we have back-to-back weekends and given the point of the season where everybody's looking at how much money's left uh, no, you never ask a touring car driver not to go for a gap, do you? They, they always do, no matter what. Um, I, I remember last year when we had back-to-back salt and not kill miles away from anybody. They, they still went gloves off at it. Um, but I think it just also goes to show that the pressure everyone's feeling in the championship this year because... Ash Sutton's managed to get himself a gap at the top of the points as we head into this weekend. There's a real tight pack of people chasing. There's about six drivers covered by 20 points. Every single mark matters. A fastest lap point or a pole position point that are all up for grabs. They're going to count when we get towards the end of the season. So I'm not surprised by the robustness of the racing and, and wait and see what happens here on Sunday. It'll be just as bad. Yeah, I, I caught up with the, the top six drivers from the session this morning and uh, Ash, I, I suggested to him that he was the fox uh, and the, the next five were the hounds uh, and he'll be looking in his mirror which, which made him smile each of those chasing five seem pretty relaxed but there's just an edge in how they're looking at this weekend isn't there yeah and also because they're so close to the points uh, the, the success ballast they'll carry into Donington Park the next race after this you could be three points ahead of somebody in the championship and 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 three places above them which is an extra 15 20 kilos mm. it's really going to be critical Ash is as you say in the box seat and I think he'd say he'd rather be the, the, the hunted than the hunter because it means you've already got the points on the board and there's no substitute for that the other guys that are chasing him to, to, to breach the gap to him the sort of 20-30 point buffer he's got they're going to have to take some risks so they might be relaxed now but they'll put, be putting it all on the line just across the garage from Ash is Aidan Moffat who of course is still smiling like a <laughs> and grinning like a Cheshire cat after uh, Croft he's got a renewed vigour uh, since that as well and, and he was pretty quick this morning yeah, I mean, uh, he took the Infinity's first podium here, didn't he, a couple of years ago in the, in the wet race, despite the fact he'd spun during that, that race himself. A complete 360, as I remember. <laughs> Absolutely, it? yeah. It was a, a very good uh, bit of car control from him to collect it. Um, it was great to see him make the breakthrough at, at Croft, and he's learned a lot from Ash Sutton, who's got a lot of real-world drive experience, and Aiden's relatively new to that layout. They've learned, they've worked well together, they're good pals. Um, and actually that win at Croft uh, and a second place win moving up to seventh place in the points so as much as he's maybe flown under the radar a little bit so far this year before that weekend he was still banking the points and, and you know getting to getting to seventh in the points means he's going to be a good wingman for us should he need it in the races 
Um, we mentioned briefly the uh, the robust uh, rubbing at Croft. Uh, Silverstone's a very different circuit. It's, uh, it's it's frenetic, it's fast, it's quick laps because there's only four corners, and it's very wide as well, which means some gentlemanly driving should mean great racing, um, but not too much damage. And I'm saying that with my tongue firmly in my chin. Brave man you are. <laughs> God, deary me. Um, yeah, it, it, is, it is great, actually. The, the complex section into what they call the stadium section into Brooklands and Luffield, there are a variety of lines you can take. Do you go wider and get a faster exit, go in tighter, defend your position? You just don't know. It's a very fast circuit, some long straights, good bit of slipstream as well, which means someone hopefully won't, won't be able to get a break, so the, the pack should remain very, very close. It's, it's a great place to watch a motor race here. Absolutely. Just uh, finally, Jake Hill, uh, who I spoke to, is also still grinning uh, after Croft. He's very much in the chase. He has got an incredible glint in his eye about this weekend, and is he the one to watch? Absolutely, I think so, yeah. And that, that motor-based car, the, the Ford Focus, in, in all its iterations going back years, has always been very fast here. It's a circuit that seems to suit the car. Um, and, and, yeah, I'm really pleased Jake managed to win a race at Croft because to be second in the championship, you need to have at least got one win, and he's got that under his belt now. Um, but it, he's played a long game all the way through the season. I think he's he's taken on board the lessons that maybe Ash Sutton has as well this year. You don't have to risk it all for the, for the chance you move. It's better to bank the points that you can get, and that's really proven well for Jake. And the great thing about that car is it carries its weight so well because he's got 66 kilos in that car. Um, but I think you know he'll be able to qualify well inside the top 10, and, and should anything happen to Ash Sutton, I mean, Jake's going to be right there on his tail. Yeah. I know I said, and finally, but it's just reminded me, of course, we've got Andy Jordan in the hybrid here this weekend, and you and I were stood during that FB1 session watching the timings and seeing how, how it was going. He jumped out of the car and was gesticulating about getting the car to rotate and all the rest of it. It's quite a move forward now, isn't it? This is, this is becoming very real. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's creeping up on us, and, and like you said, it's we're talking about oh, that's ages away, but it's not. It's next year. Um, there's nothing like competitive mileage to, to judge how good a car is going to be. Obviously, AJ's come back into the championship after a long break. It's a car that he's got to work on the setup of, so we're not really sure how he's going to do. But by rights, it should be faster than anybody else. But it's a development program, and you know, even things like um, the car being stopped on the on the uh, the weight check in the, the ride height check in the middle of the session. They need to know how the heat soak works, whether they can start again, whether they stop it again. It's all those little things that they have to learn, which is part of the process he's going through this weekend, which you wouldn't normally do at a test day. So as much as we're expecting it to be very, very quick, I think the, the work programme that they've got to get through will probably mean it's just not going to be as, as shining as we think it might be. Did you manage to catch it going down the pit lane? Because it uses the, the hybrid bit going down the pit lane, and it's like a sort of, a, I, I, without being disrespectful to it, a sewing machine crossed with a hairdryer. It's really odd sound in a pit lane. I've not had a hairdryer, that sounds like. I've not had a hairdryer, let's be honest. Um, no, but it's on full electric, isn't it, yeah. when it goes down the yeah. pit lane? That's one of the one of the regulations for that they'll have to comply to. Um, you've got to keep your wits about you and yeah. make sure the sewing machine's not coming. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it's another step in the development of British touring cars. It needs to make this step into hybrid. If you look at the way the road market's going, it's got to do this. Um, and the Toka is very much ahead of the curve in trying to develop this technology and bring it into a high-profile motor racing series. Absolutely. So it's to be applauded. Absolutely. Matt James, great to catch up with you. Thank you.